This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit. The participants are Ashok Sajanhar, former diplomat and Simran Sodhi, journalist. The Prime Minister earlier in the day today arrived in Kyrgyzstan and he will over the course of today and tomorrow hold a number of bilateral meetings and also this is his first multilateral visit in his second tenure as the Prime Minister. Ambassador Sajanhar, when you see the Prime Minister's visit to attend the SEO meet and we know that India and Pakistan are now full members of SEO and this is also a China-led organization. How do the dynamics play out for India and India's pursuit of its foreign policy when you have an organization which is China-led and also the fact that they took India and Pakistan at the same time to making the full membership of the SCO. First thing that we have to keep in mind, uh, Simran, is that when the Prime Minister goes there, he would be going there, he has gone there with the huge mandate that he has won after the elections. So in that sense, both the profile and the clout and the prestige of the Prime Minister himself, because his party has won such a resounding victory on the basis of his leadership and also of the country, that has got significantly enhanced. So whatever he says, whatever he does, whomsoever he meets, whatever are the positions that he articulates, they will be listened to with much greater respect and much greater attention. If you look at the format of uh, the SCO, you know, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, where you said very rightly both India and Pakistan became members. Now it has eight members. These two countries became members in 2017. But leaders of both the countries have actually been participating in the meetings of SCO since uh, 2015. But the structure and the format is that the plenary session will take place tomorrow. But in addition to whatever is discussed in the plenary, equally if not more important are the bilaterals that take place on the sidelines of the summit. Because we must uh, understand that much of the work that has already been done by the so-called Sherpas or the senior officials that they are the ones who keep pouring over tech, looking at text, and they have by and large finalized everything, all the documents that need to be signed, even the declarations. Maybe there are some last-minute issues that are left over, which the senior officials will discuss and decide, of course, uh, with the approval and concurrence of uh, their leaders, of the ministers, of the prime ministers, or presidents, wherever they are required. But it is uh, really the bilateral meetings or the other plurilateral meetings that take place on the sidelines, which are really very important. Ambassador Sajirha, just taking off what you have just said about the bilaterals, and we see that there are two important bilaterals that have been lined up for the Prime Minister in on the sidelines of the summit. One is the bilateral with the President of Russia, and the other is with the Chinese leader. And we see that just now the Prime Minister is holding a meeting with the Chinese President. And India and China relationship, as we've discussed and we've seen, it is a relationship which doesn't really follow a very set trajectory. We have ups and downs, there are tensions, there are meetings. SEO again is an organization which has great Chinese influence. How do you see this India-China relationship playing out given the fact that today India is emerging as a strong player globally and China of course is globally there and is also a very ambitious player globally? You are very right Simran when you say you know the dynamic of the India-China relations, they are in a flux. 
and so also is the situation as far as the Shanghai Cooperation Organization is concerned. Because initially, I think you would be right to say that it was a China-led organization when it started as Shanghai Five in 1996, or when it became an SCO with the addition of Uzbekistan in 2001-2002. But since then, Russia has also started becoming quite influential and playing a role. And Russia was keen in the initial years to bring India also on board because it thought that in that sense both India and Russia could to an extent balance the influence of China as far as this organization is concerned. But of course we see that since 2014 after the Crimean issue, China and Russia have come together very closely. And of course at that time Russia was also a little upset with uh, India's outreach to the United States. So right now the situation that we see in uh, Shanghai Cooperation Organization is that both Russia and China are together. But uh, India's presence lends uh, this organization greater weight, greater credibility and greater international respect and acceptability. So in that sense, it is a significant organization and this is an excellent opportunity for Prime Minister Modi to meet uh, Xi Jinping. This will be the first meeting that is taking place after the election. And in fact, the last meeting I think that took place between the two leaders was possibly in Buenos Aires on the sidelines of the G20 summit last late November. So it has been about seven months since the two leaders have met. There is much uh, that uh, they can discuss in terms of bilateral relations, both of them in the area of trade, because we know that there is a huge trade deficit between the two countries. This was an issue that was discussed also at uh, Wuhan last year when the two leaders met in April. This is also an issue that was raised at Buenos Aires. There are also going to be discussions that will take place on the Wuhan 2, so to say, which is uh, to take place in India later this year. The invitation was extended to President Xi last year and he had accepted and there has been some report that it might take place in Varanasi because President Xi had taken Prime Minister Modi to his uh, own uh, hometown, so to say. And uh, now Prime Minister Modi would also like to take him uh, to Varanasi, which is his constituency. But there are, in addition to bilateral trade, the huge trade deficit that India has with China, I'm sure there will be discussions also on uh, terrorism, on the generic issue of terrorism, not the specifics, and what the international community needs to do, what the Shanghai Cooperation Organization needs to do in terms of containing terrorism. I'm sure there will be discussion on Afghanistan, but also there would have been discussion because the meeting between the two leaders has already taken place. China had expressed hope that India would work together with China in terms of opposing the steps that have been taken by the United States in the area of trade, the penal tariffs that it has imposed on Chinese goods and also the withdrawal of the generalized system of preferences from India. They think that both India and China have suffered due to the American protectionism and unilateralism. So maybe they could come up with a common joint stand. Ambassador Sajinhar, as you pointed out about the equation that is existing between China, Russia and the US and how India plays its role there, we also see that the Prime Minister will address the plenary session of the SEO summit. The Prime Minister is expected to present his vision for regional cooperation and development and the focus this year of the SEO summit is global issues. And 
NSCO's role for regional and global stability. Bringing into the discussion about what you said about the US and Russia and China forging closer today because of the various US policies, how do you think India is likely to play its role? Because we have seen that even though China and the US are having this war over trade and other issues, Russia and US also we see engaged in not the best of questions. But India today shares a healthy, positive relationship with the US. How do you feel India will be able to balance this out? You have Russia, China, then you have the US, and India has to balance all its relationships. India has good relations, and I think the most important, significant, valuable strategic partner for India today is the United States. We have seen what uh, Mr. Mike Pompeo has also said, both in the context of uh, terrorism emanating from Pakistan, that if relations between India and Pakistan are to improve the greater responsibility, lies upon Pakistan, rests with Pakistan to control the terrorist groups that are operating from its territory. Also, there is a strategic convergence as far as the Indo-Pacific region is concerned and how to ensure that it continues to be open, it continues to be peaceful, it continues to be prosperous and it continues to be an inclusive region and there is freedom of navigation and so and freedom of overflights. There is a great convergence of views between India and the United States and United States has emerged as a significant supplier also of technology to India, both uh, defense technology as well as other technology for manufacturing. So United States is a very important relationship. India will try its very best when it comes to any final declaration that is issued by the Shanghai Cooperation Organization that it should not be overtly critical or condemn of U.S. actions in any way. It shouldn't give the impression that uh, there is an anti-U.S. block of India, China and Russia that has emerged from the SCO. I think India will have to play a very nuanced and a sophisticated, balanced role. India has done it in the past and I don't have the slightest doubt that India will be able to do it again because Russia and China might be on the same plane, on the same page. But I think India's interests in that sense are different. India has problems, difficulties, also in terms of the huge trade deficit that it faces from China. Ambassador Sajanhar, if we move now to Pakistan and India-Pakistan relations have always been a topic of discussion, more topic of tensions than anything else. And we see that in the SEO summit, this is the first time that the two Prime Ministers, Prime Minister Narendra Modi and the Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan will come face to face since the Pulwama and Balakot attacks. We also see that India has very firmly already stated that as such there is no bilateral meeting planned between India and Pakistan. We also saw that the Pakistanis made an outreach. We had the Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan writing to the Indian PM seeking a resumption of dialogue. How do you see this India-Pakistan thing playing out in the SEO summit and do you feel that this summit offers both the countries a chance at maybe not a resumption of dialogue as such but maybe since the two leaders will be coming face to face, it offers them a chance to at least break the ice. Whatever is being speculated upon, whatever is being written upon, when the two leaders meet there, I'm sure there will be the exchange of usual pleasantries and courtesies will be extended to each other. It's not as if that both of them are in the same room and uh, they look through each other. This is what we saw also 
when the former external affairs minister sushma swaraj was in bishkek also for the external affairs meeting last month on the 21st and 22nd of uh, may and uh, there also she met uh, shah mahmood qureshi there was no formal meeting as such but uh, on the sidelines they were sitting and they were exchanging pleasantries and greetings and maybe something else also might be discussed i don't think india will be in any mood to resume dialogue in any way you know not to say the composite dialogue where you are having talks on all the various six or eight subjects that have been identified but any sort of uh, formal dialogue between the two countries the responsibility will devolve upon the shoulders of imran khan as to what is the sort of offer that he is able to make uh, to prime minister modi to try to convince him that pakistan is serious it means business and it is genuinely interested in starting a dialogue and that it will abjure the path of terrorism ambassador sajinhar would you say that the fact that the prime minister's plain mm-hmm. route today it avoided the pakistan airspace and it's taken a much longer route to reach bishkek do you feel this is somewhere also a signal that maybe india is really not in a position to soften its stance when it comes to pakistan it's just not the right time for india the manner in which india looks at it is that although imran khan has written twice to the prime minister that we should start talking but uh, they have not really given any credible uh, action plan as to how they are going to control uh, terrorism so here also i think the way the reason why prime minister avoided this uh, pakistan airspace i think in terms of the message that it was sent to the ordinary people of the country of india that uh, you know this is a facility that uh, we don't get because pakistan airspace is closed and as a vip the prime minister is going so he i think wanted to identify himself and align himself completely with the ordinary people and say that you know if the ordinary people have to undergo that the delays and the longer uh, travel time then he will also face it and i think it is in that context uh, that he's done it but it sends a very clear message that unless pakistan changes its ways india will not be prepared to come to the negotiating table and in the coming days we will continue our discussions on the prime minister's visit for the seo summit and the bilaterals held there thank you thank you you are listening to a discussion on shanghai cooperation organization summit the participants were ashok sajjanhar former diplomat and simran sodhi journalist this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.nic.in you may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks@gmail.com please stand by for our next program countrywide in a short while from now